Hello, my friends. I'm Eric Paschal, and welcome once again to the Emotional Empowerment Movement podcast. I am forever grateful that you are here with us, and I can't wait to get down to business. You just watched, or hopefully just watched, you know, within the last day, two, three, four, five year, the introductory video. And what makes this podcast, I think, a little different from other podcasts is we kind of do this organically, meaning that this conversation, as I mentioned in our first one, is going to be happening hopefully for decades to come. And we want the conversation to be natural. We want the learning experience to be natural, um, which means also I've got to kind of be into it and the team's got to kind of be into it. But it's sequential. So if you watch these out of orders, you might be like, excuse me, order, proper English. If you watch this out of order, you might be like, what's he saying? Why is he saying that? This doesn't make sense. What's wrong with him? And I'm telling you this because it's natural to want to skip around, right? And you look at a podcast title and you go, oh, this sounds cool. But if you don't understand the philosophy um, as it is taught piece and part by part and piece by piece, if we don't connect as we should, then your ability to digest it, assimilate it, and take this into your life, put it to action, is going to be off. So this kind of podcast today, We Think We Know, is again, going to be a podcast that will hopefully strike at your core and make you think, but it's not here to give you answers. If you stay in touch with this podcast, with this movement, I guess the hope is that you don't find answers from me, but you find answers from you. And that would be massive because it's only your answers, your hard work that's going to help you develop into the person you want to be and have the conviction you need to live the life you want to live. So let's get into it. I was just talking, as I normally do uh, daily to folks, I was talking to a woman who um, called me up and needed to offload a whole lot of stuff. And we spent a good hour or so on the phone and there was a lot of tears. And this woman was, was just in chaos. Um, She has um, an addiction. Uh, There's marital issues. There's issues with kids. There's issues with their parents. There's issues in every one of her freaking tissues. So I'm listening and I'm behind and I'm listening and, you know, just kind of taking it all in and waiting for her to kind of get it all out. And I'm just surveying the whole the whole story. And I've known this person for a while. And so at the end, you know, I usually wait until someone asks for something when I'm listening. You know, it's like I'm I'm not I'm not just wanting to give advice unless someone says, What do you think I should do? Maybe someone just wants me to listen. So I'm listening. And at the end, she says these magic words. Eric, what do you think I should do? I'll, I'm, I'm, I'm ready to do anything. So I started giving her suggestions. And to these suggestions, she would respond, nah, 
I don't think I want to do that. No, I don't really have time for that. No, I don't have money for that. No, I don't think I'll have support for that. No, that's not what I really need. What I really need is, and then she shot out 30 more minutes of some idea she had as to what she needs to fix herself. What's the problem with this? Why am I telling you the story? Because all of us are this lady. We think we know. We think we know. Every step of the way, we keep telling ourselves we either know the answer or we know what we want. It's like we believe we know the answer to our problem, even though we're the one who got us there, or we think we know what we want, even though our wants seem to be endless. The fundamental difference between humans and animals is that animals are protected. Their mating habits, their eating habits, their health, all goes on seamlessly, perfectly. You'll never catch an AA meeting in the animal kingdom. You'll never find a divorce lawyer in the animal kingdom. You'll never find a pharmacy in the animal kingdom because they don't need that shit. Everything is programmed as it should be so they function as they should function. Now it seems like we got duped. What happened to humans? Why isn't nature protecting us? Well, nature is protecting us. Nature gave us an intellect and figured we'd freaking use it. But without using it, leaving our mind unattended, our wants and desires are endless. And the worst part about it is that every step of the way, every step of the way, we think we've arrived. Now I got it. Oh, wait a minute. No, I don't have it. But if I get rid of this and I get this, then I'll have it. Oh, no, this is not the problem. That's the problem. If I change this, if I get that, if I move there, if I change my hair, if I get someone who I really like to stare at me, if I get reinforced with love and kindness, then I'll be, you'll be the same the whole way through. Every time getting duped by the same mind over and over and over again that continues to tell us that the problem is over there and over there. Remember how we talked about that podcast one for a moment? So take a moment for yourself. Take a moment and think about this. Don't accept this because I'm saying it. Don't reject it because you don't like it. Think about it. Isn't it a truth? Everywhere we go, with everyone we meet, I've traveled the world 10 times over and I've never found a person who didn't belong to this massive group of people who think we know. I've got it now. I've got it now. 
Oh, I went to therapy. I've got it now. I listened to this podcast. I've got it now. I read this book. I've got it now. Never once carefully and critically analyzing ourselves and asking ourselves, what's this voice in me that keeps telling me I have it? Only to find out a day later, a week later, a month later, or if you're like me sometimes, decades later, that boy, oh boy, am I fucked. Never saw it coming. Look back at the very first time you believed that what you were after was going to make you whole. Look back at the first time where you thought to yourself, I know what the solution is for me. I've just got to stop eating carbs. I've just got to work out more. I've just got to move out of the state. I've just got to stay away from my sister. Did that end your problems? Do you see how it's so shifty, crafty? That mind of ours, it tells us we have a solution. And for a moment, it actually feels like it's happening. Until the problem comes again dressed in different garb. What we have to understand to begin to solve this is some basic principles of life. One of them being that the way we're set up, and you got to listen to this, the way that we're set up, we, all of us, there is, there is no exclusions. Talk about inclusivity. We're all in this. Everyone is set up in a way that we're, when we contact pleasurable things, they feel good and we want to contact them some more without proper analysis. And that leads to attachment, which we'll get way into over the days, the months, and the years, believe me, addiction, which we'll get way into. But think about this. And take this into your day. Start to analyze and watch yourself and everyone else. We're set up to contact pleasurable things. They feel good. We don't analyze carefully. And we start to want to contact them again and again and again, which creates attachment, a dependency, if you will. The opposite is true. We contact things that bring displeasure, discomfort. And without analysis, we run. We move away from them. We push them away. What's the problem with this? What's the problem with this? Come on, think, 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 think. Think. Don't feel this. Think about this. Remove your feelings for a moment. Don't worry about if you like this, if you agree with it. Just think and foul. We got to roll up our sleeves. Anything worth getting to, which is our own salvation, is going to be tough. So we got to move through things we don't like, which brings us back to the question. 
Why is this a problem? Because not everything that feels good to us is good for us. I'll repeat that. Not everything that is good, feels good to us, is good for us. And to you, I'll repeat it again because I know you ain't listening and this is confusing you. Everything that feels good to us is not good for us. Everything includes everything. That means everyone. For those of you that have had some nice codependent relationships or in one right now, which we'll get to down the road. Similarly, everything that feels bad to us isn't necessarily bad for us. I repeat, everything that feels bad for us isn't necessarily bad for us. I'll repeat, everything that feels bad to us isn't necessarily bad for us. And now I'll continue. Many things that feel good for us are horrible for us. Many things, many things, many people, places, and things that feel wonderful to us are horrible for us. And if you want to get anywhere in life, not only do you have to wrap your head around that philosophy, but we've got to live it. We've got to live it. And that's so hard because we think we know. We know this feels good, so it must be good. We know this feels bad, so it must be bad. We know if this feels bad, this couldn't be the solution because this feels so bad to us. We know. The moment we know that we don't know, life becomes sweet. The moment we know that we don't know, life becomes sweet. Every thing that feels awful to us. I'm about to drop a bomb. I'm just warning you. I'm warning you. I'm warming up for this. I'm about to drop a bomb and you're not going to like it. Everything that feels bad to us is not necessarily bad. Not only that, and I wish I had like if we were like a year from now when our podcast, our movement is huge, when the emotional empowerment movement takes over the world, We'll have enough fun so I can have like a drum track ready for the big bomb that I'm about to drop or some explosion or something. Right, Rena? Right, Jordan? Jordan and Rena are behind me right now. My wife, my man. So here's the bomb. The worst things in life, the worst things in life, the worst things that have ever happened to you the worst things that have ever happened to me, if we stick together, if we keep learning together, if we keep listening to one another, if we keep ourselves willing to grow and struggle with this information, with ourselves, the worst things that have ever happened to you, the worst things that have ever happened to you will turn out to be the best. And that's why this is a science, my friends. This isn't, this isn't psychobabble hoopla. This isn't rah-rah, boom da. let's go do it. This becomes real because it is provable. How is it possible that people like myself who have been abused in so many different ways, 
people like others who have suffered the same kinds of things in addiction, people who have lost their legs and limbs, people who've suffered from cancer, people who have lost their children when they were young. How is it they could possibly say that was the best thing that ever happened to me? For two reasons. One, because they realized and surrendered to, I don't know. I don't know. And when you open up to, I really don't know, you start to learn a little bit and you see the divinity splash in all things. You begin to learn and see that within you, you have a mechanism that can take a hell and make it a heaven. You can solve the mysteries of what we believe to be tragic that are actually blessings in disguise. But if you believe you know, if you're attached to your likes and dislikes, then this world, this world becomes very, very, very one-dimensional. And it's good and bad, and it's good and bad, and it's boring. And it, there's no fun in that. That's why I say life becomes sweet when we surrender. When we go, I don't know what the hell is going on. Let me step back. Let me start to analyze. Let me start to witness. Let me start to really question. Let me start to really think. And in order to do all those things, we've got to be able to use our equipments. And we've got to use the tools that go along with those equipments. And that's what we'll be digging into over and over and over again in this podcast, in our workshops, in our times together, when we meet each other in the world, whatever it is. Because it's in those conversations, it's using those equipments and those tools that will make us find a heaven on earth, no matter what's happening. So once again today, as I started to say, or even said, this isn't about me giving you solutions right now. This is about us trying to connect and identify with each other through some of these themes and stories. And when we find that connection, and only when we find that connection, can we start to go a little deeper. Because the things that we're going to talk about aren't going to be easy to hear. And if we don't understand each other, we're not connected to each other, we're going to misperceive each other. And we're going to start pointing a finger at each other. And then our world, our movement, becomes exactly the opposite of what we want it to be. It becomes like the world we're living in and we're gonna create a world in here, a world that we always wanted to experience. It's you who's gonna create it, it's you who's gonna create it, and I'm just along for the ride. So from all of us at the Emotional Empowerment Movement Podcast, to all of you, we bid you an adieu. And I'm through. Ha, 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 ha.